welcome to another bonus edition of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. You can follow my co-host, producer, and friend, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show on Twitter at EC underscore Hero. The show's Instagram account is EC HeroCast, and our Gmail is ECHeroCast at gmail.com, of course. Also, you can check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. It is approximately 5.55 Central Daylight Time here in Oklahoma on October 31st. Happy Halloween, y'all. We're about an hour away from Game 5, and Eddie, believe it or not, your prediction could come true, kind of. There could be a gentleman sweep of this World Series. Yeah, it's possible. We mm-hmm. shall see. I, of course, would like to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want the Braves to... I don't care about the Braves, but I, I don't like the Astros, and I want to see Rob Manfred get booed. Mm. It is possible. Now, could you tell the people what you had predicted before? And maybe you did it on the air. Did you predict that on the air here? I don't know. Well, you had predicted, if I'm not mistaken, a gentleman sweep in the favor of Houston if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mm. Well, I will say this. I am glad you were wrong. And uh, I hope we can close it out. I really do. Well, I'm glad to be wrong, too. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those, like, every dude, with every game. And by the way, folks, we are going to review a movie today. It's, of course, Halloween Day. So we are going to review one final horror movie. And that would be Scream. That was released in 1996 but i will say this real quick before we get to the movie um i am i'm continually waiting for the other shoe to drop with every at bat in every game i'm waiting on that altuve human cheat code you know that you brought up because i know it's inevitable i saw it in boston like and i thought did you see did you see game four last night huh no i was watching Ohio state of course Oh, well, pardon me. I forgot Ohio State had a night game. Yeah. Uh, top of the eighth, um, uh, Jose Altuve came up, and he just blasted one into deep left field. And Eddie Rosario played it perfectly. Like, his glove ran into the wall as he caught the final out of the inning. Like, I saw a highlight of that. Yeah, it's – I don't know. It just – you hear Team of Destiny – and I'm not going to say that. I am not that arrogant. I have seen Atlanta teams blow worse leads before. And this is, even if they play in Smyrna, this is still an Atlanta-based team. <laughs> so I will celebrate the second, should, should it become official, I will celebrate the second it becomes official. But not one second prior. Yeah, Atlanta's got a rough history. This would certainly go down as uh, one of the all-time... The all-time oh, yeah. chokes up there with uh, 24 to 3 or whatever the hell it was. 28 to 3. I was going to say it was 28 to 3. I don't think anything can top that, to be truthful. Yeah, you lose three in a row. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. Hopefully that doesn't come to pass. Hopefully, you know, it can just be put to bed tonight, you know, for the reasons you had stated. Uh, why is Trevor Simeon starting for New Orleans right now? Uh, because Jameis Winston got hurt. Oh, okay. Good question. Good answer. Good answer. Well, with that, I think we can get into the movie. And, uh, okay, this is going to be an easy time capsule, at least for me, 
because this was released. Scream, this was released on December 20th, 1996. I was just over two years old, so I couldn't tell you what I was doing at the time. December of 96, so I would have been 11, you know, getting ready for Christmas. Uh, Do you remember, like, any kind of toy that you got that year? Being 11, let's see. I possibly, let me see what year this came out. So, that came out 96. Okay, yes. Uh, I probably would have got a bunch of Beast Wars Transformers toys. Man, that's really cool. I never got in on Transformers myself. I think I was a little too young for it, you know? But... I will say this. I did like Bumblebee. Well, the old cartoons are up on, uh, uh, what is it, Tubi. So okay. I've rewatched those while I was, you know, still working from home. The uh, the original Transformers from the 80s, still pretty good. There's, there's a lot of episodes that are very geared towards kids. And towards the end, the continuity is really weird and, like, they just they clearly don't even try at the end and it's just like let's just make these for because like in, in the earlier episodes it was like a big deal when a new transformer debut and towards the end it's just like who the hell's this who's the hell's this where'd they just come from and it's like <laughs> oh yeah you know these guys like no yeah. i don't and it's like yeah they just debut they just dropped a ton on there and it's just like no build-up or anything uh beast wars is actually good like it's a well-written show and it still holds up the CGI not as much but i mean it was 96 what do you expect so fair enough fair enough man are you going to win your fantasy matchup this week yeah i should that's good i'm looking at 3 and 5 and i will say this they they get the okay the fantasy team that i have the Oklahoma dipshits they get off on a technicality not a technicality they're going to get off easy because all of my emotion emotional energy that is going towards sports of any kind is dead focused on baseball right now like osu could pardon me oklahoma state thank you i don't want to offend you could have lost to kansas yesterday and i've been like oh whatever i don't care it's baseball season the niners could have got shut out by the bears today and i've been like it's baseball season (laughs) like you've got you've got room this is your time if you want to make you know boneheaded decisions and you know lose games you shouldn't lose now is the time. Yeah, no, I, I, I've i got a healthy lead with players to go, and they only have, like, two players left, and they're not going to yeah. – they're not big-time players. I left, like – man, I left, like, probably 20 points on the bench, and I am projected to lose by seven. So that's awesome. I left eight points on the bench, and I'm, I'm good. That's good. Matt, good Matt, Matt Stafford did it for me today. Yeah, yeah, I got got by Matt Stafford. <laughs> and what's even worse is my opponent also had Cooper Cup. Man, I... Cooper Cup was sitting there in the draft, and I've had Cooper Cup the last two years. And just maybe, like, no. Maybe the last three years, I don't remember. But he, I looked at it, and I was like, he had a down year last year. I'm like, he took a lot of hits. Maybe he's just kind of old and i passed on him and it was so stupid because he's having his best year ever but my team is still uh really good so i'm not 
upset, but you know, we'd be better. Four and three, I'll soon be five and three, so it's fine. Good for you. I mean, and I will say this, and I don't necessarily blame you because I guess the jury was still kind of out because some people weren't weren't buying on Stafford this year, but like Stafford is also having a career year. Oh, I bought it on Stafford this year. You did? Because some people weren't, man. Some people were just like, ah, whatever. He had Megatron carrying him for however long. And I'm like, ah, what? I bought personally, but, you know, some people didn't. That's why I picked the Rams to lose. No, win the Super Bowl against the Bills. Or maybe Mm. lose. I don't remember. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, with that, you want to get back into the time capsule? Talk uh, wrestling champions of uh, December of 1996? Ooh, please. All right. Well, let's see. Y'all, this is a bit of a motley crew, in my opinion. It's it's one of these things is not like the other in that, you know, one of them is much, you know, has a much bigger reputation uh, and legacy. Uh, in the WWF, your WWF champion was Sid. This mm. was the, the little the transition between the Sean runs from like this was after Survivor Series and before the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. And just before Shawn Michaels lost his smile, so he uh, didn't have to lose to Bret Hart at WrestleMania. But um, it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess um, lost his smile again. Whatever. Like I'm Bret all the way, so it's still kind of. Eh. But I was two at the time. I don't really care. In the WCW, uh, this was just before Starcade '96, and as it turns out, it didn't matter the outcome of that match because it was non-title. The Classic. WCW. Yes, the WCW World Heavyweight. So stupid. It truly was, man. Because Roddy Piper, and remember, Roddy Piper drew up the contract himself. Imagine a WrestleMania where the main event is non-title. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan was your WCW. Sorry, Hollywood Hogan. Thank was your you. World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, In man. ECW. I'm, I'm going to drop something real, real quick. Sorry. Um. I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, and I was at Kroger's once, a grocery store, if you don't know. Yes. And I looked at the magazines for wrestling, and I saw Hulk Hogan with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. And it's like, I'm reading the article, and it's like, Hogan's a bad guy and everything. And I was just like, well, I'm in. I gotta see this. Like, that's how we got our news back then. Like, I... It, like, the end of the year would happen, and I didn't even know about it until I read a magazine the grocery store and then when i saw that i was like oh man that's super awesome i gotta see this so thank you for bringing me back fair enough in ecw and it doesn't surprise me that this name would come up but raven was the ecw champion Mm. yeah what about raven (laughs) good stuff man good stuff um, the number one song in the United States on December 20th, 1996 was Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. I can't honestly say I've heard any Tony Braxton before, but I've heard good things. Um, no, but, uh, no, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. With that, let's go into the facts and figures on this movie. This movie, of course, directed by uh, Master of Horror, uh, Wes Craven. This had a budget of fourteen and a half million. That's what we came to, because yeah. the wiki reports it as fourteen dash fifteen, so somewhere in the middle, I suppose. And you know, fourteen and a half is good middle ground. 
But either way, even if you want to go high and say $15 million, it's still a pretty impressive turnover because this had a box office of $173 million. Yeah, it's a profit of 158.5 mm-hmm. or 277.1 at the inflation. Good night, dude. Yeah, the dollar not, not bad 20, for a horror movie. 25 years ago, the dollar went so much further. Yeah, it's hard times. Yeah, and hard times is when the dollar went like nearly twice as much twice as far as it went it go as it goes today, you know what I'm saying? Mhm. Yep. Um, what is your history with this movie, Ed? Well, I gotta be honest. Yeah. I have two things to say about the history of this movie. Okay. Uh, number one, I'm glad I watched it be uh, so it's Sunday. I'm glad I watched it Saturday morning because Saturday night after the Iowa State game, I hopped on to uh, and the Braves game. I caught the end of that. I hopped on to Warzone to play. I hadn't played in a while. They took off Plunder for a couple weeks, which was stupid. It was their best game, but it's back now. And it had an update to install, which I knew. There was, like, the Halloween pack. They do that every now and then. It's like they drop a new pack, you know, a couple times. And usually the updates makes five, ten minutes. This one took over an hour. I don't understand why. None of them have ever taken an hour before. I'm telling my friend, I'm like, just wait, it's it's loading, it's loading, I don't know what's going on, but it took over an hour all to get this stupid ghost face crap into the game. So if I had watched this movie after that, I would have been very livid because ghost face cost me an hour of playing Warzone. Now, uh, I mean, you can get like the ghost face skin, the operator skin in the game, which I, I haven't seen, but apparently that's a thing. That and the uh, rabbit from... Uh, Oh, God, what's that movie? Butterfly Effect. Uh, I think those are the two horror skins they added. Do you, butterfly? Do you, sorry, do you mean uh, Donnie Darko? Yeah, I don't know why the hell I said Butterfly Effect. <laughs> is <that> the <laughs> same director? Are they? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, Donnie Darko, I don't I don't know why I said that. Um, yeah, those were the two skins. And then there's like a thing, anytime you walk by a phone in Warzone, if it'll ring and you can answer it, and the actual guy from the movie does the voice, so... I did it once during a game, and he was, he was like, "Hello, I'm really into you." I'm like, eh, "That was weird." <laughs> he didn't say that in the movie, but uh, now I hate to disappoint you, Caleb. Yeah, I have seen this movie. <laughs> oh, you have? Yes. Okay. I don't remember where, and I don't remember how. Maybe I've only seen half of it, but I'm watching it. And I'm thinking, like, man, there's so many multiple Scream movies, but I I feel like we have to find out who the killer is in this one, and don't they kill the killer? And then all of a sudden it hit me, like, I remember, there's two killers, and they're both super weird, and then I'm watching more, and we get to the big reveal, and yes, two killers, super weird, and I'm like, yep, I, this part I remember, I definitely have seen this, so... I know you were trying to show a new movie, but uh, I've seen it, apparently. I just don't remember where. Well, I'm glad you got to refresh your memory, you know, thanks to this podcast. That's, I mean, you know, either way, that's good. Yeah, that's it, good. it felt like watching a new movie, almost, until yeah. we got to the end when I figured out I had seen this before. It's like if someone says, hey, check out this song, and it's like a song you'd heard half of before on the 
thing. Yeah, no, I, I don't, like I said, I don't remember where. It might have been on TV or something, but uh, yeah, I definitely recall yeah. seeing some yeah. of it. Well, either, either way, it's, you know, this is a movie that my history goes like, man, I first saw this when I was like 12. And I've seen it probably at least, and this isn't an exaggeration, at least 20 times since then. You know, I've, and I've watched it multiple times this year alone, thanks to our now mutual friend, Josh Davis, actually. We, we've, uh, we've binged all four of the Scream movies before, you know, th- like a one a night thing, you know. Well, let me ask this. Who was the yeah. killer in these other Scream movies? It's obviously not the people in this one. Uh, it's, uh, okay, so. I don't want to spoil anything because while, yes, this is the best one, uh, none of these except for, you know, maybe the third is really bad, I will say. Um, in the second one, one of the killers has a tie to, and I'm not going to say what, but has a tie to one of the killers from this one. And the other one is just kind of like in there, you know, it's weird, random. The third one, uh the less we can say about that, the better. And then the fourth, it's like, oh, this this killer has a tie to one of the principal characters, you know, much like in the original. And then oh, the other one. So they are all connected. Yes, yes, it is the same. You know, all four movies. Cindy, uh, pardon me, not Cindy. Sydney Prescott is in all four movies. Yes. And um, hey, what was the uh, critical and uh, fan reception of this movie? Let me ask. We got the rare 79 each. Wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. You see, I would, yeah, that's probably a good score for a, uh, for a movie just in general, but for a horror movie, I'd actually probably go a point higher. Yeah. Well, critics and fans yeah. agree. Cause we kind of, you know, with horror movies, like you kind of grade on a curve in my opinion. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But Either way, yeah, critics and fans agree. That's uh, that's that's rare. That's uncommon. Um, what else do we have? To, the cast. We need to talk about the cast. Uh, let's see here. I can think of. Okay, so stop me if any of these, you know, sound like oh, we don't need to talk about them. Gail, Dewey, um, Sid, Billy. Stu and Randy. Um, yeah, I suppose. Um, and then of also, course Roger Jackson, the voice of Ghostface, yes, and yes. the newest addition to Warzone. But beware, it takes an hour to download them. <laughs> also, shout out to Principal Hembry, played by uh, Arthur Fonzarelli, or Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you? Okay. So when you watched, did you see how she was front and center on the cover? Uh, I didn't notice, but uh, she was barely in this. (laughs) She's front and center on the cover. She's like, when they first advertised this in in 96, she was all over the trailer. Like, this was full-blown misdirection. Like, you remember in Nightmare on Elm Street when it's like, oh, Tina's going to be your final girl. And Tina gets killed, you know, what, 15, 20 minutes in? This is like that. This is like that on steroids, and of course, it's the same director. Hmm. Or I think maybe my favorite example of that is Godzilla with Brian Cranston. 
Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really, that made me mad. I heard that pissed people off. It did. Pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> that's funny. Um, so yeah, shout out Drew Barrymore. Um, let me see here. Yeah, Roger L. Jackson as the voice of Ghostface. Uh, did you like Jamie Kennedy as Randy Meeks? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let me see here. I liked him, you know, when he's explaining the rules and everything, and he's talking about the sin factor, and he's holding a beer in his hand in the process, too. Yeah, that was actually... Um... <sighs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on him because I had something to say about that particular scene. Okay. Um, but and then I'll, there's one particular I'll hold off scene. on the old Jamie Kennedy experiment for now, and we'll get to no. him later. This guy. This guy. The um the other thing I really like about the Jamie Kennedy, the Randy Meeks character, is he, like, outright calls it in the video store. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, the plot, the finish is staring you in the face right now, daring you to, like, to not buy it, I guess. Um, let's see, Randy Meeks, Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox, what do you think of her? Oh my, Courtney Cox. Bro. Is this I, where she and David Arquette met and got married, I'm just wondering? I would, well, they got married in 2000, so they got married when the third, like, around the yeah. time of the third. Well, I mean, this is, is this where they met, like, and... In... I would assume. I would assume. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean... I she she had the look of like the the newscaster so I like that. I wasn't yeah. sure what to make of the actual character. Uh, at first it was like the annoying newscaster and then there was a yeah. bit of a redemption arc at the end so I enjoyed that and then you know she got to have scenes with David Arquette which apparently got them to fall in love and later divorce but yep. you know at least they had a few years in there with the when he was WCW champion and all. <laughs> yes yes um okay so you, you, wait you do remember that was in like multiple vince russo interviews where he's like bro courtney cox is on screen with the wcw title it's like yep well didn't do much to this <laughs> no no it didn't I, I don't remember that being said but that doesn't shock me that yeah. vince russo and that was whoever off. else was in the movie, I think it was like 3,000 miles to Graceland. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Um, Courtney Cox, I have seen her so much on Friends. And, you know, she's pretty likable on that show as, uh, what's her name? Monica. Monica. Yes, Monica. Kevin Costner. and Or it was either Kevin Costner or Kurt Russell. That was the other person Russo would throw out. Mm, maybe either Kurt, way. Maybe Kurt Russell, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, she like I said, she's very likable on Friends, and here she's just such a bitch, dude. Yeah, but like the redemption arc, and she pulls it off so well because like okay, like even when you know after, so the day after Sid punches her, Sid goes to talk to her, and Sid's like, I don't know, maybe I was wrong about Cotton, and also shout out uh, Leave Schreiber as Cotton Weary in one scene. Um, he'll get I, more screen time. He gets more screen time in the sequel. Is that um, where he kills Fitty Men? What? I said, is that where he kills Fitty Men? I don't know what you're talking about. Cotton killed Fitty Men. He lost his shins. Oh, I sorry, King of the Hill. Jeez, um, ruin that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, she has that scene with Sid, and um, 
She's like, oh, an innocent man on death row who I could get acquitted. Imagine what that'll do for my book sales. Like, that's when I'm like, oh, my God, I, I love this character. Oh, do well with her book sales. Well, she was right, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was, but whatever. Okay, whatever. Um, David Arquette as Deputy Dewey Riley. Oh, man. Um, I'll have more to say on him when we Look, review the movie. I don't hate David Arquette, but he was definitely the low point here, in my opinion. All I will say, and I'll make this more clear when we review the end, same with Jamie Kennedy, is Mm -hmm. he played a bumbling cop well. Yes. Yes. And you know what's funny? Because, like, did he... Okay, when you're watching that, did you see that and go, oh, yeah, he's 25 there? I thought he was way older. (laughs) Me too. No, he was 25 when that came out. Oh. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's wild. Uh, Next up, let's talk about a lot of people's personal favorite character in this movie. Matthew Lillard as Stu Mocker. Why is he a lot of people's favorite character? Because he's hilarious. He is? Did you not find him hilarious? Um, I guess. I don't know. You know, he's like, you hit me with a phone, you dick. That didn't make you laugh. Mm. Yeah, it was all right. I my mom, my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me that that did nothing for you. Okay, that was good. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I. It's hard for me to um. Root on a, a killer, I guess. Well, it's uh, not. No, you like we're not rooting him on. It's just we're laughing at him. That's all. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, I okay. He um <laughs> he got a little insane there at the end, I will say. Yep. And um yep. I guess that was entertaining. Yeah, it was entertaining. You're right, you're right. I don't I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Yes, it was entertaining at yeah. the end. The rest of the movie I was just like, wait, which one was he again? type of thing. And then when he revealed himself, I'm like, "Oh yeah, he was he was there, I guess." <laughs> He's the tall guy. Um, (laughs) Next up, we've got Johnny Depp himself. Sorry, Skeet Ulrich. Um, (laughs) Skeet Ulrich as Billy Loomis. Did you like Billy Loomis? Uh, Skeet, Skeet Ulrich. Um, Uh, Billy Loomis. Um, Yes, I did. Because even though... I kind of figured out what was going on. It was still a good reveal when he turned. I thought that was all very well done. And mm-hmm. I thought he, like, he really did play the, um, what's the word, the the sympathetic boyfriend well. And then yeah. at the end, the, the psychotic killer. Yeah. Yeah, complete with a freaking psycho quote. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, next up, the main event, the final girl herself, Nev Campbell as Sidney Prescott. Well, she did very well. Mm-hmm. She would get a, a high marks on the uh, Jenny Blake standard. Yep. Although, not really qualifying for it. but um... also, She is the ultimate final girl, in my opinion. And honestly, the second closest is Nancy Thompson. And, again, same director. Well, yeah, she, um, 
Yeah, I, I look, I would say I was I'm trying to think of what mo- moment specifically. Um, I think I, I was just not much of an individual moment. I think just overall the way she was able to fight off uh, the killer, who again I'll have more to say on, uh, was very impressive because it was not something you'd ever really seen before where, I guess I'll say it now, the killer was, he was a real bumbling idiot at times. <laughs> and yeah. it was it was impressive to be able to see someone fight off the killer, which we've never really seen in previous horror movies that we've watched here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the killer is always, you know, whatever, always gets the better of you. But in this case, uh, she's able to fight him off, which we have not ever really seen. Yeah. So I have a theory, and a lot of different Scream fans have different theories on, you know, who's doing the, who's in the ghost space suit in this scene. And I would say, you know, in a lot of those scenes where you see her, you know, fighting off ghost space and evading ghost space, that's probably Stu, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would agree. And I would say... Um, the first time when she suspects he might be the killer, I still think it was Stu because the the idea that he could get out of the house, undress, climb up the wall or whatever to get into her bedroom. Uh, yeah, but is he trying to get caught? Because he had the phone. Yeah, but I, I I think I think the deal is he knew that that was all going down. So he wanted to show up then. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Be the, uh, be the hero. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was probably, probably his, his thought. It's so you don't think they, well, cause, cause Ghostface also like left her alone in that first scene. Yeah. I mean like after, you know, she was in the room, he just kind of left and then Billy showed up. So you think, you know, their intent wasn't necessarily to kill her right there. No, I think it was, but I think once she called 911, uh, you know, Stu left, and then uh, Billy entered to try to, like, clear his name immediately, I think. But it didn't quite work, but then it did it, work. It, so. I was going to say it was kind of counterproductive, but yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, they're also not very smart, and you could never no. do this particular movie today because of the phone calls and you could just yeah. track cell towers and yeah. figure it out after the first murder. Yeah. And also not only that, but, um, have you, <laughs> I didn't know you could call nine one one on the computer, but apparently in 1996, you could do just that. Uh, you can text nine one one too. Yeah. Yeah. I did know that. I did know that, but I think we've, we've gone through everything and I think, you know, we've already kind of started to dig in, but we can get into the plot now. Alrighty, so we open with the wrong number call, mm-hmm. and the caller Drew Barrymore is you know making popcorn Casey. for Casey, not Drew Casey Barrymore. Becker, Casey yeah. Becker, Casey Becker, yep. Yeah, few wrong numbers, mm-hmm. and then he asks, uh, he's kind of like flirting with her a little bit, yeah, um, which would. You know, they're just, sign they're, of the times. You would never flirt with a stranger on the phone today. Nope. Probably. They're discussing. They're discussing horror movies, and it's funny. Did you notice as she brought up Michael Myers, as she brought up Halloween, she pulled out a knife. I did. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, no one would even answer the phone these days if they didn't know yeah. the number. No. Yeah, I don't answer unknown numbers. <laughs> no. Um. 
And then he finally asks her name, and she's reluctant to give it. And she's like, well, why do you want to know my name? And he finally says, well, I want to know who I'm looking at. So that's that's when okay. the, uh, the intensity starts. So that's great. And then she says, what did you say? And he says, I want to know who I'm talking to. Yeah. So it's like but she heard he, him, right? Did he mean to do that? Did he mean to uh, quote unquote slip up or? No, or I was, think he I, wanted to just frighten her. Okay, fair enough. So then he challenges Casey to some horror movie trivia. Mm-hmm. As we see that she got her boyfriend tied up in the backyard. Yep, Steve Orth. Yeah, she gets a uh, she gets a question wrong about Friday the Thirteenth. Um, well, because like unlike well, you know. Some people may not know this. Jason was not the killer in the first Friday the 13th movie. No, it was the mom. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Jason doesn't show up until the sequel. And I think the Saints just won, by the way, for what it's worth. Oh, good for them. Uh, I thought he was going to ask what street did Michael Myers grow up on, because that's like a real tricky one. I've heard that before, and I can't remember the answer, but mm. I thought you would know. I have no clue. Well, anyway, uh, Ghostface, as he will be known as, uh, since she gets it wrong, kills the boyfriend. Then Ghostface, uh, he breaks into the house, and uh, Casey, um, she gets killed as her parents pull up, find her home Bro, this is, on a rope. Okay, look, okay, you're you're kind of glossing over it. This is such a mean-spirited death, because, like, okay, so she's been stabbed, and she's been choked, and, like, She's running away, and she can see her parents, and she's trying to yell for them, but she can't because her vocal cords have been strained. And her parents are, like, feet away from her. Yeah, well, I only include pertinent details. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, By the way, it is 707 Meridian Avenue. Mm. Michael Myers. Um, That might be the actual real address. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that might be the address of the actor, Mike Myers. No, it's uh, the Halloween address. Oh. Or, Mich- um, yeah, I don't know. Who cares? We're not reviewing Halloween. So, no. um, next day at school, Sydney finds out about Casey and is interviewed by uh, Gordy Boggs, a.k.a. The Law. Yep. Oh, by the way, this guy was a uh, deputy for Don Thompson, and Lieutenant Don Thompson in Nightmare on Elm Street. Hmm. You don't remember Gordy Boggs, Ready to Rumble? Sorry, dude, no. Oh, God. oh is that the, the son of, uh, what's his name? The son of the king? Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Gordy Boggs was, uh, that's David Arquette. Just no-selling every joke today. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm not no-selling. I'm just having brain farts, man. Yes, Gordy Boggs, uh, his dad wanted him to be a cop, and he wanted to be a wrestler, yeah. so he decided to just be a cop wrestler. Yeah, that's the that's the ultimate compromise, in my opinion. Yes, a.k.a. the law. Yes. Gimmick that probably didn't get over. <laughs> Later that night, Sydney gets a call from Ghostface. She doesn't think it's uh, serious and thinks it's a prank call. And then uh, he bursts in, that's where she fights him off. And then uh, calls 911, he leaves, Billy shows up, and she thinks maybe he's the killer, but then the police show up and then arrest him. Well, she thinks he might be the killer because his because a phone drops out of his jacket pocket. Yeah, I mean, he could have been the caller. That's possible. Yeah, 
I, I suppose. So after the ordeal at the police, after an ordeal at the police station with uh, uh, Sydney and a reporter punches her. Uh, yes. Sydney's staying at a friend's. The daughter of uh, op- was it the daughter of Officer Dewey? Uh, sister Tatum. Sister. Okay. Yeah, that makes played more by, sense. Played by Rose McGowan. Yeah, Shout he was out. Twenty-five. That would be weird. Yeah, that would be. And then she got the uh, another call from Ghostface. So that's yeah. where they they know that wasn't Billy because it's like. Well, Billy's in jail. Yeah. How can there be two? Yeah. Exactly. So the next day, Billy's released, and we get uh, we get more backstory on why Sydney and uh, punched Gail. So Sydney's mom was murdered, and Gail wrote a book thinking the man on death row was framed, and that the real killer is still on the loose. And uh, she did imply that uh, Maureen had an affair with with Cotton Weary, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. And others, by the way. It's like, you know, maybe Maureen Prescott isn't nearly as pure as Sydney would like to believe her mom was. Yes, then we get a weird scene. The principal expels two kids who ran through the hall with a scream mask on. Well, because uh, it's sensitive, because two of their classmates got murdered by someone who, by someone who was wearing that mask. Yes, that part makes sense. But then he like threatens them with his giant pair of scissors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is weird. I yeah. think uh, to expel oh. someone, it's actually a much more complex uh, ordeal than that. It's got to yeah, go through like a, a school board. Yeah, you can't just go, you're expelled. Uh, but even in the like even in the late 90s, I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. But also, for what it's worth, and again, you know, back to the who who killed who, uh, I think Billy and Stu, I think it's, it would be impossible for Billy and Stu to not have both been involved in the killing of Casey and Steve. Yeah? Why? Just just how much they were moving around and such. And, and, you know, granted, you never see them in the same place at the same time. But it's like, you know, that young woman, she's got at least – she probably got at least, you know, 100 pounds, maybe 110 on her. Um, it's going to be pretty hard to just, you know, throw her up on a tree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so while at school, Sydney's attacked by Ghostface in the bathroom, but uh, nothing really comes of that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there is a theory that that wasn't even either of the two killers. That may have just been some idiot who was also wearing a ghost face thing. Could be. Yeah. I thought that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's announced school's basically canceled for the remainder of the year. Yeah. And back in his office, principal's being weird, wearing the scream mask. Oh, oh, did you, uh, did you, he, he, he says something to someone and says, calls someone like a piece of shit or something. And the janitor who is also, who is wearing a red and green sweater says, what'd you say? And he's like, oh, not you, Fred. Yes. But the janitor was played by Wes Craven. Wes Craven, the director. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. good. Yep. But then back in the office, the principal is killed by Ghostface. Yep. And this will come back later. This didn't happen for no reason. Mm-hmm. So Dewey drops uh, Tatum and Sydney at a party to celebrate school being out. Yeah. And Dewey and Gail go for a walk near the park to check everything out. But meanwhile, uh, Tatum is um, attacked by Ghostface in her garage. She tries to crawl through the dog door, but... Uh, oh, 
Ghostface uh, pulls up the garage door and breaks her neck, killing her. Yeah, I had to like blink my eyes when that happened. <laughs> Every time, bro. Every I don't know time. why she thought she could fit. Yeah, I don't know. I think she just got ambitious and, and uh, nervous because she didn't take it serious at first. She thought, oh, someone's just having fun. And then she gets, you know, her arm gets sliced, and she's like, oh, this is serious. Well, she had glass bottles. Should have broke one off and used it well, as a weapon. She threw them at him, if you no, remember. No, 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 That's not going to do anything. Oh, my disorient. Well, never mind. He was wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. She's yeah. dead. Also, that, that had to be Billy, right? Because Stu... Uh, see, I don't know, because that's where I first thought, I'm like, God, he's clumsy. Like, what is yeah. with this guy? It's hard. Well, and yeah, okay, Matthew Lillard is a bit taller than uh, Skeet Ulrich, so it's like, ah, maybe that was Stu? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oops, my notes minimized. Okay. Uh-oh. There, we're back. Uh, so they when they all heard that the uh, principal got killed... Uh, the kids leave the party, except for Billy and Sydney. They have sex. Mm-hmm. And Billy is, uh, right after, killed by Ghostface, or so we think. Yeah. And this is where we had the big, uh, the scene about the rules to the horror movie. Yeah. I don't know. I thought you were going to explain. <laughs> Did you? Okay, well, okay. I'm trying to remember the rules off the top of my head. So no sex. No, like, yeah, no sex. Don't get drunk. Don't do drugs. And then and never say I'll be right back because mm-hmm. you won't. Yep. So this part is where the um, so like the 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 bumbling cop, the uh, the kind of the cliches in it. This is the part of the movie where I now where they're actually straight up telling you. Uh, this was the part of the movie where I released. Oh, this movie is. I won't say a parody of horror movies, but yeah. it's kind of a parody of horror movies. But not a it's, comedy parody. It's a it's horror movie parody of horror definitely, movies. Definitely it's definitely tongue in cheek for sure. Yes. That's when I realized that I'm like, that's why David Arquette is so dopey. Like no cop is really is just like dumb as hell. Well, yeah. No cop that would be investigating a murder, you would think, would be is you know, David Arquette ish as David Arquette is. <laughs> Yes, yes, I would agree. Um, but yeah, that's and then when they're flat out telling you, I mean, it's just like the the stupid commercial, like, oh, let's get in the car, no, let's hide behind the chainsaw, like it's that whole thing, and yeah. it's it, you know, that's where I kind of like, okay, this is a this is a, a tongue in cheek parody. Yeah, well, even down to we and we kind of glossed over it, but the video stores. And, you know, because Randy's talking to Stu and Stu's like, well, who do you think did it? And he's like, oh, it's obviously the bull, the boyfriend. And Stu, like, tries to introduce a little doubt. He's like, well, what about her dad? What about the dad? And Randy says, the dad is a red herring. It's clearly the boyfriend. <laughs> and then uh, Billy pops up and Billy and Stu both kind of stare down Randy as if that doesn't spell it out for you. Well, uh, um, so Sydney escapes as Dewey and Gale go on the walk, and but they return mm-hmm. after all the killings have happened. Yep. Uh, Dewey gets stabbed, and Ghostface runs around with Sydney, but Sydney manages to get the gun from Dewey's knocked-out body. Yep. 
And this was a good reveal because we see Billy actually isn't dead, but he's like staggering. So it's like, yeah. okay, you know, maybe he survived the stabbing. Yeah. And, and Randy's, get... yeah, and Randy's like, yeah, no, come on, he's gone mad. And you know, Billy hits us with that classic Anthony Perkins line. Are you saving it for the end? We all go a little mad sometimes. I'm not going to quote another movie. Oh, well, it's this quote too, or this movie. Yeah. But... No, that's a Michael Scott situation. I'm not doing that. Fair enough. Uh, but then we get the big reveal. Billy faked the injury. Mm-hmm. Stu is helping him. They are the ghost face killer. Yep. And Sydney, of course, wonders why. I, he did a, a good quote before. Well, yeah, cause he kind of, you know, stole it from Randy. He's like, you know, who needs a motive? You know, yeah. that sort of thing. But then like, he, you, Yeah, then sorry, he says ahead. a motive. <laughs> yeah. Then he says, well, you know, maybe, you know, your your slut bag whore mother was and th- this, this is his quote was sleeping around with my father. And that caused my mother to leave. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Not sure why he would have to kill. Um. I mean, so yeah, he reveals he killed her mom too. Not yeah. sure why he would need to kill her or her friends or her friend's boyfriend. I don't know. Guess he uh, just doesn't need a motive. <laughs> well, okay, with uh, Casey, and they kind of allude to it in the fir- in one of the first scenes uh, when they're by the little uh, water tower, um, or the not the water tower, the uh, what's the word here? The well? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way. The uh, place where you get water. The water cooler. Water fountain. Something. Whatever. Anyway. When they're by that thing that has water that you throw coins into and make wishes. Whatever that's called. When You know, Casey, Randy, Stu, uh, Tatum, Sid, Billy, all them are there. Um, Sid asks Stu, hey, didn't you date Casey? And Stu kind of rides it off, and he says, yeah, for like two seconds. And then, you know, it's kind of revealed like, oh, you know, Casey broke up with him. So maybe this was Billy doing a, Stu a solid. Could be, yeah. Yeah, that's my theory. Yeah, so uh, this was the scene I vividly remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, where Billy and Stu uh, take turns stabbing each other. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. Uh, I'm feeling woozy yeah. And they do this, um, not, well, I, I thought Billy was actually going to just keep stabbing Stu. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that's a popular theory out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, so yeah, they did it to, um, you know, it's like when any movie, uh, when you put the gun in someone's hand and pull the trigger and just shoot your bicep or something like, Oh, see probable cause. So yeah, that's kind of why they, they did it. But, um, yeah. Cause they're going to frame Sid's dad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have learned that, um, a, a knife wound is, uh, far worse for you than a gunshot wound. I don't I think people, been. I don't think people realize this. I mean, it depends on the gun. Yeah. And it depends where you're shot. Or it yeah. can be, I mean, but it's like a knife wound is bigger and can do way more damage. And, uh, yeah. So that would hurt a lot. Would hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, 
Where was I? But yeah, oh. while they're while they're stabbing each other, the gun that they left on the counter for some reason is uh, now gone. Mm-hmm. And who is holding it? It is being held by Gale. Mm-hmm. But Gale gets a little too cocky. Didn't you know? Didn't do uh, deep research on this because the gun had the safety on. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. But good for uh, Dewey practicing gun safety. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Good for them. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that, that does allow Sydney to escape. Gale mm-hmm. gets knocked out. Yeah. And then Sydney, dressed as Ghostface, kills Billy with an umbrella, impaling him with the sharp end. Yeah, guys. that's the business end, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney then drops a uh, TV on Stu, mm-hmm. killing him. Oh, by the way, I do love because uh, when she when she when Billy's like, hey, stay on the phone with her and she asks Stu, what's uh, what's your motive? And his answer. And I don't know if this is genuine or not. I don't know if he had a real motive, but his answer of peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. Yeah, I don't think that'll hold up in court. I don't think so. No. Well, you know, Oh, there's also a theory that Stu is a closet homosexual. Why is that? <laughs> For what it's worth. The way he kind of looks at Billy in different scenes, like there's a theory he's a closet homosexual. Oh, well, now he's dead. Yeah. So he, uh... Wait. Oh, so yeah, this is where they're like, oh, well, the uh, the villain's really not dead because he's going to lunge at you, which then he does, so... And then Sid immediately shoots him in the head. Yeah, now he is dead. Yes. He didn't come back in the sequels, does he? No. Okay. No, no, none of the killers come back, bro. Uh, so then Gale uh, does like an impromptu news report, and Dewey's taken away in an ambulance roll credits. Yep, that's the movie. Uh, I'm going to let you start. What, do, what are you going to give this from a uh, 1 to 10, 10 being the best? Well, uh, like I said, at first I was just like, I don't know, but this is a weird goof. Like this movie is way too cliche and everything, and then I realized that's the point. Uh, yeah, I will, um, I think, I mean, it, look, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's a good, um, you know, it's good something, something good to watch around, uh, Halloween, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I will kind of side with the, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes and go with like a seven and a half. Okay. Fair enough. See, this is besides Nightmare on Elm Street, one of my favorite horror movies ever. And... I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10. All right. Well, let me tell you, I, I'm going to, I'll figure out a way to bring back John at the end of the year for like a, um, like end of the year movie review, like movies not, that we saw in the theaters this year. Yeah. I have to get this off my chest. This is yeah. a, uh, this spoiler I foresee being, if not the worst, the second worst movie I've seen all year. But Ooh. I have to say, uh, what was it? Friday night, I saw Dune, and I was so bored. It was awful. I hated it. <laughs> and I, I've been told if you read the books, it's better. But I don't. I honestly don't see how it was. Like, have you seen Star Wars Episode One? No. Oh jeez, uh, its reputation precedes it, though. Yeah, well, 
like, imagine that movie, but without any of the action, just all the scenes with the government. Like, that's what this felt like. And it's funny because I'm watching it. Like, the first 15 minutes go by, and it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. First 15 minutes go by, and I'm just like, we didn't start off with an action scene, and we have not had one in the first 15 minutes. This movie's going to suck. I can just feel it. And you could say, whoa, you just... It's not all about action. That's not what Dune's about, blah, blah, blah. I don't care what Dune's about. Like, fix it and make it more action. Like, I don't know. If I'm going to see a, a sci-fi movie about space and everything, you, you, I mean, you kind of want some action, right? And the action scenes that were there, they kind of sucked. Like, there's an end fight that was just like, Dun 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 fight. And he's like, Oh, do you yield? He's like, No. He's like, Dun dun dun. Do you yield? No, we fight to the death here. Dun dun dun. Okay, you're dead. And it's like, it was nothing. It was just like two guys with knives, like, you know, going back and forth for like two minutes. I'm like, God. And I got up at one point to use the bathroom. I didn't really have to use the bathroom. I'm just like, If I sit here any longer, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. And, uh,. God, it was bad. I just left the theater and I texted my friend. I'm like, I just got out of the theater for a minute just to say Dune sucks. So, and I knew they all were Dune fans. So, I don't know what it is. It's it was so boring. I I could I could not wait for it to be over. I it was one of those movies. If I wasn't with family members, I probably would have just been like, I'm done. I have no reason to continue watching. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I am. Uh, I'm still probably gonna watch it on HBO Max, but I probably won't go to the theater to see it. I mean, that won't be as bad because a) you won't have lost any money, and b) yeah. you can like take breaks or whatever. But yeah, if you watch it this week, let me know um, what you thought. I just, I thought it was so boring. Like it was like 2001: Space Odyssey. Cool visuals, very little substance on. Uh, anything. It was like the first hour was just all government talk, and the last hour was, oh, it's so hot in this desert. Oh, it's hot. How are we gonna get water? Oh, it's so hot here. Oh, it's really hot on this desert. And it's like, uh, like we didn't. For instance, we didn't need a scene explaining the importance of these palm trees just for them to burn up in the next scene. Like, oh, look, the sacred palm trees were burned. Like, you know what? I didn't care about the sacred palm trees. You didn't need a scene explaining the sacred palm trees in a two and a half hour movie. Some things <laughs> you can just let go. And then the other thing, you have Batista in a movie as one of your villains, which by the way, the main villain is just some fat dude who bathes in goo. I don't know what that's all about. But you have Batista as one of your villains, and you have Jason Momoa as one of your heroes. They don't even have a scene together. I was expecting, like, oh man. There's going to be a fight scene between these two, and it's going to be awesome. They don't even have a scene together. Batista's barely in it. He's in, like, two scenes. It's just... Ugh. I'm trying not to spoil it, but, like, it's not really a spoiler when I tell you something that's not in the movie, but... Yeah. Yeah, I was like, man, what? how do we not... How do you not have a scene with your the two badass actors in the movie? Hey, it's... did, did uh, Terry Bradshaw get hurt? I mean, he retired years and years ago. I mean, no, he's walking with a cane. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he just thinks it looks cool. I don't know. He looked like he was pretty well leaning on it, you know. Maybe he did. But, uh, yeah, Dune, no good. Yeah, interesting. Well, with that, we are going to get out of here, right? 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I know you want to see your, your bravos. <laughs> we are 25 minutes to first pitch. I am very anxious. I've got uh, butterflies the size of eagles, as they say. I'm uh, very hopeful. Hopefully we can uh, pull this out. we got a bullpen game, so we're going to have to rake. We're going to have to rake. Uh, sir, it's Armbarn. Sorry, we've got an Armbarn game. It's so we're going to offend PETA. Yeah. No, what's funny is Armbarn is actually a cool name. I just wish any other organization had come up with it. I actually think Armbarn sounds stupid. <laughs> That's funny. Um, that, it's not, I don't know. It's like, I'm not going to call it that. I like Armbarn. I think it actually sounds pretty cool. But it's we not a barn. Arm, we, we get, yeah, I know. I know. We got an Armbarn game coming up. I'm hoping, you know, we can pull this out. I really don't want this series to go back to Houston. Plus, the chance to see these guys win the World Series in Atlanta after the season they have had. It's just, you like, if you told me this back in June, if you even told me back in June, hey, you're going to win at least three games in the World Series, I'd say you're crazy. So for them to even get here, it's wild. No, that's a loser attitude. Don't think like that. No, I know I'm not settling. I'm just, like I said, it's it's wild to me that we are even here. Um, That's fair. Thank you for listening. Would, yeah, Sorry. give us a uh, scream quote. I'm going to, uh, of course. No. You know, there, There's only one. And I'm not going to do the voice because, one, that's not Roger Jackson's real voice, for one. So I'm going to do mine, and I'm going to ask you. <laughs> do you want me to answer, by the way? No. You don't need to. I'll let the. It's a. It's a player's choice thing. Listener's choice thing. Got it. Got it. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>